As a 52-year-old, of course I think Gen X is awesome. But is it objectively awesome? Like, compared to other generations, do we stack up? Hell yeah, we do, and today we will find out why. Gen X Tonic Podcast is an entertaining, authentic, inspiring, and helpful podcast for the busy and stressed Gen Xer who is looking for some hope and help for this complicated life. Thanks for joining me for episode number one. I've been so excited to get this thing going and the day is finally here. Uh, Today I've got a couple special guests with me and we're going to talk about what makes Generation X so special. And uh, the first place we're going to start is with our movies. Uh, We had some great movies from the 80s and 90s. And uh, we're going to talk about some of those that had an influence on us and that we love. So I hope that you will enjoy the show. And I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's jump right into it. Joining me today are brothers and I think they're both UGA fans. Am I right about that? Absolutely. That's right. All right. Excellent. Congrats to you guys. Joining me are Tim and Scott McIntosh, brothers. And uh, I've known Tim since college. We were in college together. And then uh, Tim also helped me get a job at the church where his father was the pastor. And then I became the youth pastor there and met Scott. Scott was... uh, going into his senior year when we started. So um, that's how I met him. Don't get to see Scott as much as I would like, but he kind of moved away and said, screw you guys. (laughs) Yeah, Um, (laughs) I I had my fill. I was good. (laughs) So um, tell me, we'll start with Tim. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and how old you are, stuff like that, what you do, what your family life is like, all that. I'm 51. I was born in 1971. Mm. I am very recently married. I got married when I was 51 for the first time. Yes, My sir. wife and I are expecting our first child in about two and a half months. Mm. And I'm kind of half terrified and half thrilled. <laughs> um, I'm creative director for Westfall Gold, a company that helps large charities do major donor events. So basically, um, if it appears on stage at one of our events, I <laughs> I may not have made it, but I'm at least responsible for it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. And you have a great podcast voice. Yeah. Okay, can I, am I allowed to plug my, yeah. my podcast? Please I do, do. Two podcasts. One of them is called Close Reads, which is basically, it started as a, glorified book club that we just pressed record on and actually developed a following there's a market there's a market for it so yeah uh close reads is one and i do just because i'm a nerd and i really like this thing uh a a podcast called the plays the thing which is all things podcast we are the goal is it will only go as long as we still have shakespeare plays to do and we've got (laughs) about nine left so really we've done all of the plays except for nine. Oh my gosh yeah that's pretty impressive it's been a labor of love (laughs) (laughs) well and the money that you get that you make oh it's huge yeah yeah yep 
It's huge. All right, Scott, how about you? Uh, I am 45. I was mm-hmm. born in 1977. Okay. Uh, I live in Washington, D.C., where my wife and I uh, own and run a little kind of like luncheonette little restaurant where uh, we make breakfast and lunch and do a lot of scratch cooking and uh, don't have any employees and struggle to pay our bills every week. Um, <laughs> it's pretty, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the dream. dream. It is the yeah. dream. It's 100% the dream. <laughs> I didn't know it was just the two of you. Oh yeah, it's just the two of us. We're okay. crazy people. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's awesome though, man. I don't have any podcasts. <laughs> Give them time. All right. So I asked you guys to be ready to share your three top nineteen eighties or nineteen nineties movies. Tim, you go you go first. Tell us what your movies are and why you like those. Okay. I picked three nineteen nineties movies. Okay. Be, not because they're necessarily my favorites. One of them is one of my favorites, but because they just strike me as they're very 1990s. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with my favorite one, and it's The English Patient. Mm. Do you the guys remember English The English Patient? patient? I do Absolutely. remember that. Yeah. Ray Fine's introduction to our to Exactly. Yes. Exactly. He plays a brooding sub-Saharan explorer who falls in love with the beautiful woman who's married. And I remember it being kind of shocking. And this might have just been me. I mean, like Scott and I can maybe talk about, you know, our upbringing was, we're the sons of a pastor and his wife. So we had kind of restricted access to media. But I remember Mm -hmm. even in the 90s being kind of shocked because it seemed to kind of glorify this, this like torrid romance. Yeah. And the husband that is being cheated on is actually like a really good dude. You know, it yeah. doesn't try to yeah. justify it by saying, oh, he's just a creep and he's yeah. an abuser. There was nothing like that. He was yeah. a really good dude and he loved his wife. Well, don't mm, yeah. forget, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler, but the man who did that is a horrible monster. He's our... You know, the you talking about Ray the, Fiennes? The narrator of the movie is yes, a, bur- a yes. burn patient. He's been yeah. so he's obviously been punished for his for his sins. Yeah, he's telling he's telling the story to a beautiful young nurse. Mm. But he yeah. himself, I forgot is a, about that part. He's an actual yeah. monster. Yeah, I haven't seen it's that in a really, while. The movie's. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's beautifully acted. I I love it. I still yeah. love it. But it's kind of in this, everything is just kind of in this sort of gray, murky, you know, ethical area where you're like, yeah. what is, the, why, who am I supposed to root for here? Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. When I was okay. a, when I was a freshman in college, I was still dating my high school girlfriend and she came to visit probably like a month after I got to school and I decided to impress her with how, um, I don't know, how worldly I had become mm-hmm. and I, uh, <laughs> We watched The English Patient in my dorm room. Yes. This is the, the first and last time I ever watched a movie in a dorm room with a girl. Why? Why is, Why the only time? First and last well, time? Well, A, the movie is like, I think it's like three hours long. It's right. Inc- it's incredibly boring. I mean, it's so boring that I think Seinfeld did a, there was a show about it. They did. They Elaine, did. Elaine hated it so much. And the girl, my, my high school girlfriend 
who this is going to tie in nice to one of my movies was just like this movie is so boring why are we sitting <laughs> on the floor of your of your dorm room watching it did you did you say because i'm an artist yeah i was like <laughs> i was like yours is not paying attention just just watch right <laughs> Juliet it's only subtleties. Did you uh, break right. up shortly after that? Not too long. <laughs> Not too, much. <laughs> too long after that. All right. Uh, okay. Since we did Tim's, let's let's do one of Scott's. All right. I I was gonna do a different one, but to stay on topic here, um, I'm gonna throw a curveball to you guys. Mm-mm. I've got one from the '80s, two from the '90s. This is one from the '90s. It's a little movie called Heat. Oh. I, oh my gosh, I love that and I, movie. And I have a reason. All of my all of my movies are are uh you know tailored for this particular podcast. Okay. Because I see heat, well, A, to tie it in, uh my first date with that same girl, I took her to go see Heat. Yes. <laughs> Another three hour movie. <laughs> which I borrowed I borrowed Tim's <laughs> Tim's Acura Coupe. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fly. That was such a great vehicle. That was, it was a great car. It was a really great car. It was so good that I got a ticket doing eighty in a forty-five <laughs> on the way to the movie theater with no. this girl. Yep. No. Which, like, I think a year later, I probably would have lost my li- <clears throat> my license because it would have like it was like thirty-five over or something. Oh yeah, yeah. The super speeder came into effect. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I took her to see it. I, you know, obviously I hadn't seen it. it was still in theaters. So Heat for me is the perfect bridge of action movies between kind of the golden era of 60s and 70s action movies and then the really big budget 90s movies because oh, yeah. it's it's so there's so much build up it's you know it's an hour well I mean I guess you're dropped right into a really incredible scene at the very beginning but then the next hour is just all kind of like character development and it's Pacino and De Niro talking to each other. And like, you're learning about all these characters and there's only the, it's bookended by the two big action sequences. Hmm. And the, the last action sequence is one of the, the greatest in American action movie sequences. It's incredible. Um, but it, it, it's such a throwback. There's so much quiet to it that, it still feels like a, like a classic Hollywood movie. Um, mm. So anyway, yeah, that's, and y'all, y'all make me want to rewatch both of these. Oh man. Rewatch. I, mean, heat. I just man, watched heat it last is year. So good. It yeah. is. It's perfect. It's so good. Scott, did you know that? So the director, what's the director's name? Man, right? Yeah. Michael, Michael Mann. Um, he's like, he's older now, like maybe in his eighties. Yeah, for sure. There are plans for a heat too. They Whoa. might even be in pre-production. Well, I had mm. read. I think. I think he wrote it and released it as a book. Mm. Yes, so, he did. Yeah, so he I did. Don't, I don't know if he actually meant to that it's going to be a movie, or if he was just like, "Hey, I wrote Heat Two. Buy it off my website." Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd watch it though. Oh yeah, I'd watch Absolutely. it too. Yeah. All right, my first movie. This one. I hear this. Well, th- this one is a. Um, a lot of people in the eighties would probably say is one of their top three. Mm. It stars a young Michael J. Fox. Okay. You know what it is. 
I secret, I secret of my success. Secret of my success. <laughs> no. <laughs> Back to the Future. Mm. I love mm. that movie. It's it was so good. to me. It's it's all. It's the eighties. I mean, it's the the way that people dressed on there. The you know that it's just so nostalgic. I mean, it it's it just gives me the eighties vibe. Um, but I really liked the the imagination of this movie, like to think about what it would be like for a guy in the eighties to go back to the, mm-hmm. whatever it was, fifties, sixties, mm-hmm. and you know, to like what that culture would be like. And I, I love movies that, you know, give me that uh, opportunity to, to kind of imagine. Um, but I also liked how Michael J was the hero in this story, you know, how, because of what he did, you know, his whole family had a better life. Um, mm. That was pretty cool. Uh, and and so, like, I guess I kind of identified with that because I'm such a hero in my family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, You're like, I get it, Michael J. I, I was get like, it. yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I was I was kind of watching myself on screen. It was pretty cool. All right, Tim. Movie number two. This is another one that I also just genuinely like. It is, it is, I watched it with Galen recently and she had never seen it. And there were some parts that I, I was like, oh man, this is such a 1990s movie in a way that I love this movie so much. I feel like it just tra- transcended all space and time. Yeah. And the movie is Magnolia. Mm. Oh, mm. you, you oh, told I, me about I that movie and I watched Magnolia. it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I've seen it. I bet I've seen it 12 times wow. and I will watch it again. Yeah. It is um, the thing about it. That's so 1990s, but at the time it was really cutting edge was there's one character who um, she was sexually abused by her dad and mm-hmm. both she and her dad are, characters like prominent characters in the movie and our and and it's done in this really this really compelling way you're like wait something's not right here something's wrong here something's mm-hmm. definitely wrong here and there's kind of a revelation um but there's a way and so i love that about the movie and it's very it was very unique when it first came out i look back on it now and I don't, it just seems a little bit clumsier than I thought it was at the time, hmm. but I'm still loath to be critical of it because I just think it's such a wonderful movie. It's Paul Thomas Anderson's kind of like mm-hmm. first big movie. He did Hard Eight before. No, 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 it's not his first big movie. It's his it, second yeah, big movie. Yeah, Boogie Nights was before, right? Boogie yeah. Nights was his first big movie. That's right. Um, It's just great. It is great. And I'm going to just... I'm going to say this and I will defend it for me. Yes. Tom Cruise gets an all time pass mm. for mm. his role in this movie. I mean, we all know Tom Cruise. He saved sure. Hollywood. Tom Tim. And I know he did save Hollywood and top, he top proved to me in this. He is so good so in this good. movie. I'm not kidding yeah. you. He yeah. is incredible. That was the yeah. first time incredible. that was the first time I was ever invested in somebody winning an Oscar. And when he didn't win, I was really? I was like 
outrage doesn't even begin to get it. Really? <laughs> so I was like, this is the greatest, this is the greatest performance in the history of oh, Hollywood. Man. Yeah. Oh man. It was so good. But it was like, yeah, was so you know, there was good. no chance he was gonna win. That yeah. that movie was also Was there no chance he was gonna win because he's Tom Cruise or no chance because he's playing um like the most uh testosterone overly testosterone filled like sex advice therapist or whatever is it the role or is it tom cruise i think it was which reason i think if that movie had been maybe even like five years later i think they he would have had a chance like the movie was like legitimately weird there was a lot of like kind of like fantasy supernatural stuff it was really long like a lot of people Mm -hmm. didn't see it just because of how long it was yeah um Mm -hmm. and and paul thomas anderson was still kind of considered to be like kind of a not avant-garde, but he was, a, he was a little bit of a weirdo. So I think, yeah. but I think Hollywood changed so much. The the weird stuff in that movie would in five years was not weird anymore. So I think I'm, yeah. I'm betting that that's that clunkiness that you're talking about is probably because of that. They were like, we have to, we have to sell frogs falling from the sky. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because right. nobody's exactly. doing that. And if they had, right. if they had had five years to do it, they could have been a little bit more subtle with it. I bet. And yeah. Tom could have won. Should have. Shoulda, man. Scott, what's Scott, number two? What's, number two. What's number two? Um, all right, I'll go with my my eighties movie, which is probably is probably the movie that I've watched the most in my in my life. If I had to guess, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, it's a great it's a one. perfect oh. it's a perfect Gen X movie because I think it's it's maybe eighty seven eighty eight. They're high schoolers, so they would have been born in they would have been your age, Tim. The yeah. the movie is literally cutting school and doing whatever you want. Yes. Theoretically without money, even though they go to really fancy restaurants and drive a Ferrari around. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Here's my question about that movie. There's some I mean, plot holes. I love it. But you know what? I don't yeah, care about the matter. plot holes. What I want to know is how does that movie work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, the characters are great yeah. and there's lots of comedy, but it's like, how does this actually keep us like attentive like plot wise? the whole time? John yeah. Hughes, man. That's it. Yeah. John oh, Hughes. Yeah. That dude knew how to write a script. Masterful. He did. I mean, the the way they <laughs> set up Ferris as being the king of the high school in, I don't know, what does it take? Four minutes for them to do it. You know, like yeah. the, the movie yeah. essentially opens with like, a little montage the save save ferris on the on the water tower is it's such mm, an yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. like virtuosic performance by a movie maker because you're mm. you're instantly like oh this dude's a big deal yeah the movie's perfect like no yeah. notes no notes <laughs> no notes <laughs> we've seen your rough cut and the answer is no notes. I watch, I watch it every time i'll watch 20 minutes of it every time i see it i can't you, you, oh, it's you so can't good. walk away from it yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and it holds up there's no like you know even even back to the future there's some kind of like this is a little little bit of a rough mm. you know like they're the one the one black character in, in back to the future is a little oh he's play, he works the um at the mall he's, shop he's or the something. janitor who becomes the uh he the becomes mayor. the crooked mayor you know yeah it's, not a lot yeah. of representation <laughs> for the black community <laughs> in back to the future um but you know same same goes for ferris bueller but there's not a whole it I, there's never a point 
for me where I'm kind of like, I don't know. This, this, mm-hmm. does, this didn't hold mm-hmm. up great. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. My second one. It's a 1999 mm. film. You guys are really pushing the boundaries mm. here. Uh, yeah, we, we are. are. We are. Directed by David Fincher. Oof. Lucky number. Nope. <sighs> That's a good one. That's oh, a good one. Wait. This one involves a uh, one, probably one of the best looking men ever to grace the face of this earth. And it, it, is he an 80s icon? Yes. Man. Um, 90s icon. 2000s oh, I have icon. a guess. I have a guess about who it is. Okay, who's your guess? Hold on. He was. It, did he play one of the 007s? No. Wilford Brimley. Okay. All right. Uh, here, so there's the guy, Wilfred is a sex is. symbol for sure. Oh, he is. Um, by the way, when he was in Cocoon, mm-hmm. he was like my yeah. age. I think he was 53. Yeah. I'm 52. Yeah. No way. Don't start yeah. playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. No yeah, way. It's terrifying. <laughs> Tim's face is blank. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like in a little bit. I'm sort of, I'm terrified right now. Okay, so my movie. Um, this was this was a breakout movie for this actor, I think. And his name is Edward Norton. Mm. And the other okay, guy, Everett Brad Pitt. Edward. Mm. Oh, 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 okay, okay. You're like okay. I thought you were saying that Edward Norton is a good-looking guy. Well, I mean, let's not He's doing well for himself. I, compare, compared to Brad Pitt. No one. Yeah, compared to that. Brad Pitt, he's a barker. But I don't think that he's good looking just like as a standalone. Piece. I think Fight Club is based around that. <laughs> like, yes, I think you're right. The whole, exactly. the whole point of it is that he's, he's the he's the anti yes. Brad yes. Pitt. <laughs> but great movie, man! Just the the grit of movie. it. I mean, wait, the, did you say the name? The setting. Oh, Fight okay. Club. I, didn't, I couldn't remember. So I was thinking you were going to say seven because Brad Pitt was in seven. Seven. Yes. Exactly. But not Edward yeah. Norton. He was not in that. Right. Same but director also for directed seven by and... Dave yeah. Fincher. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, but I loved, I loved the grittiness of it. Just the, of course, the fighting. But, you know, where they all lived, you know, that house mm. was just crap. I mean, it was terrible. But it just kind of signified that grit of of uh, Gen X, you know, of just kind of saying this crappy life that I'm living every day sucks. <laughs> I, you know, if I'm going to survive in this world and make it, I've got to make some changes. And of course, you know, their rebellion was a little different than ours might be. But great, just a great movie. Um, you know, just that badass. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna you know, bare knuckle and we're just going to fight. Um, we got to see, uh, we got to see what's his name get beat up. Um, what's his name? The, the movie star of now. Oh man. All I can think of is Jude law. Um, Jared, Jared Leto. 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 Jared Leto. We got Leto? to see Jared yeah. Leto. Oh, again. he gets, Oh, he gets yes, disfigured. That's true. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like when it's Bad. when things kind of, pivot at, towards the end when it gets out of control yeah and um you know uh meatloaf yeah. was in that yeah. rest in peace singer meatloaf 
rest in peace. Mm. Um, but I also loved, you know, how we didn't know who Brad Pitt and Edward Norton were, you know, and I don't want to spoil it for the, <laughs> you know, for the six people who are listening to this podcast who may have not seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, it's great a one. It's a wonderful movie. Tim, number three. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to cheat oh. in two ways. Um, and this is just me being a child of the 80s, just speaking with unadulterated nostalgia. Okay. Basically, anything that Steven Spielberg made between oh 1977 and 1984. Yes. Anything he made. E.T. So, Galen and I watched <laughs> E.T. Because, it, I don't know, I mean, we were just, feel, like, it was around the holidays, and we were both kind of feeling nostalgic, and we weren't yeah. at work. And I was like, man, please don't let it suck. Please oh, no. don't yes, let it suck. That's what I'd be afraid of. Right? And it is tough to make it through some of the E.T. figurine scenes, like yeah. the robot. You know, it, it just uh, right. it looks like a big brown doll. Yeah. That part is hard. I swear to you, though, we cried like, through the last <laughs> third of the movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's so tender-hearted, and I love it that like Steven Spielberg just like like wears his heart on his sleeve. He is yeah. not afraid to like be big and idealistic and sad. And mm-hmm. so, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind kind of uh-huh. falls in that territory. Indian uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh I will gosh, watch Raiders yes. of the Lost Ark. No matter where you drop the needle in the movie, I will watch it yeah. and I will love it. <laughs> yeah. I just, he couldn't do any wrong there for about 10 years. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. You're going to go see the new Indiana Jones there? Nope, I'm not. I didn't see the last one. I just, ref- I just can't. I can't because I love Raiders of the Larks, Raiders of the Lost Ark so much. Yeah, that I just can't poison it. Yeah. All right, Scotty. All right. Well, the last one I think is I. I went back and forth between three different movies because I wanted to do one that I thought of as like very, very Gen X dependent, and I thought, like you were saying. uh What's the movie? Singles is a very Gen X movie. Oh yeah, but the movie's yes. not actually good. the 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 sound the soundtrack is great, yeah. but the movie's not good. Yeah, Reality Bites is obviously like the Gen X one. Reality Bites is yeah. rough. I don't know if you've seen that recently, but if you watch it again, you will side with the Ben Stiller character and not 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 with the one <laughs> under the people yes, we're yes. supposed to. Um, <laughs> Wait, okay, who's isn't that kind of a love yeah, triangle? Yeah, Ryder and Ethan Hawk are both kind of like <laughs> that's right, they're like slackers and they like you know they hang out in bars and then um, Ben Stiller plays basically like a like an MTV executive kind of guy who's very he's very suit and he's he's very like corny like he's very like still stuck in the eighties and he's like yeah guys we're gonna take we're gonna take this you know very cool indie movie that you put together. We're going to zazz it up and every, and he drives a BMW and they all hate him. 
<laughs> but if you if you watch it again, Ethan Hawke and Winona Ryder's characters are so whiny, and like they, all they, they really? do is whine, and you're just like, shut up. <laughs> They're caricatures yes, of the yes. Like, go do something. Like you're just like <laughs> laying around on the couch all day. Good grief. <laughs> what do they complain Every, about? Everything. Do they complain like about their just their parents? Their life. Just really? about you know same things that I was complaining about when I watched it and thought it was brilliant. It's, you know, it's yeah, demand yeah, yeah. and you know money yeah. is garbage and the world is out to get us and I can't yeah. create good art. Yeah, McDonald's yeah. changed their French <laughs> yes. fry recipe. This yeah. sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, so I settled on the the best version of these days of confused, which is. As far oh, as it, which yes. is again another kind of irony, like it's similar to Back to the Future in that Back to the Future is an '80s movie about the '50s. Days of Confused is a right. Gen X movie about the '70s. Yeah, mm. that's true. But that's it's perfect. True. It's just it's you know post high school. You have literally no idea what you're going to do. You have no idea what you should or could do. Um, all you want to do is hang out with your friends and drink beer, and then the world is slowly closing in on you because you see what 40 years of that would do to you. Matthew McConaughey's character kind of gives you a little insight into if you, if you just stay around and keep, uh, keep doing the same thing after you graduate high school, it's a perfect Gen X movie. Who who else? There was another, there was a, another uh, big actor in that. Uh, Ben um, Affleck is one of I think it's Ben Affleck's first kind of credited role. It's It's a bit part. Yeah. That's right. Um, he plays he plays yeah. like a generic high school bully who goes around beating up uh freshmen. That's right. He's pretty good at it. <laughs> I'll give it to him. He's pretty good at it. All right. I'm my third one. I'm uh I'm again pushing the limits of the uh time period with another nineteen ninety nine wow. film. This one is my favorite movie of all time. Ooh. All genres. Ooh, the the main character. One of the main characters was also in a surfing movie. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Can I guess? It's got to be a Keanu Reeves movie. Okay, yep. there you go. It's got to be the Matrix. Wow, the Matrix. God. Matrix is your number one My all time. All time. Matrix is movie. so good. It is so good. Yes. <laughs> Did I do that right? I don't remember. Which one's good? <laughs> yeah, you blue pilled yourself. Well, <laughs> so the so when I went to see it, I wasn't sure what mm. to expect, but I'd heard the build up about the kind of the mm-hmm. action scenes, you know the and the new technology they were using. So that was that blew me away. Just mm. the you know the the bullet camera mm. deal where Neo's dodging bullets you know in slow motion they've got the camera zooming all around that was that was really cool and you know just the fight scenes i mean when when neo walks into that building the the i don't know if it was a bank or what but walks into that building and there's this shootout and he's just so badass dude i love that uh but i mean the you know the first thing that when i walked to that movie the first thing i said to the guys i was with was I want to go right back in there and watch this because I don't, Oh really? I don't get it. All of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a I, needed, lot. I wanted to go back and just see it. Cause you know, there's like 
all this imagery and, and you hear, you know, the ship's name is Nebuchadnezzar and you got Neo and you got Trinity. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have time to, to wrestle with all of that. You know, it's just like so much action and I'm watching. When you were really drunk. But then the more. That was the biggest. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's it's hard hard to take that in. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But then the, uh, you know, the, I think I, I probably think about that movie even more today than, you know, any other movie. Just really because of the, the idea of the matrix, you know, and what is it that, what's the system that I just don't, am not aware of that I'm living mm. in, you know, in what ways in my life am I, you know, just kind of mind, mindlessly going about things and um, not sure, you know, not, not really in on what's real and. So I loved it, man. I mean, I, I I still watch it. the The second and third one, you know, were tough, <laughs> tough to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the third one, dude. I was. I don't just think like, I ever saw the third one. This is so stupid. Yeah. The second one, I remember the car, it's, the it's car really chase bad. in the second one was yeah. great, and I remember I remember that car chase yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just saw on the yeah. first one has more scenes that I think exist in the public mm. consciousness as like visual memes yeah. in any uh, movie that I can yeah. think of. Yeah. Like yeah. um when this when the before Keanu becomes Neo and he's mm-hmm. working his office cube job and yeah. the agents come in and he looks up and he kind of sees them over all these cubicles. That is a yeah. like that scene is so good. Yeah. Um, the slow motion fights with what is Lawrence Fishburne's character's name? Um, Morpheus. 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 That's a meme. When he and yeah. Trinity go in and just like shoot up the lobby of that office, yes. they just like just blow it to oh, bits. Yeah. That's a meme. It's like there's scene after yeah. scene after scene. Mm-hmm. It's really stunning, and that's yeah. part of the reason that movie is so. I mean, great. the four of them yeah. as characters are memes by themselves. Like. That are still used. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you it's add true. in, I think is the Oracle in the first one? Because the Oracle, she's in the no. second one. Okay, she's, she's not. Only no, she? wait, she is. Oh. Yeah, she is. <clears throat> yeah, because remember he goes uh, to visit her, yes. and the kid has yeah. the spoon. He's bending so, I mean, the spoon. Just yeah. like if you just want to put their faces on, you you're instantly a meme. I actually yeah. just saw somebody the yeah. other day on Twitter. There's a young person who saw Matrix for the first time. And their takeaway was, why in the world would you fight to leave the Matrix? <laughs> which, which I really did. I did oh, appreciate. Yeah. That's a strong. That's a strong point. So this recording goes on for quite a while as we switch gears and talk about some other things related to Generation X. Uh, but I decided to. Um, split it up and we'll do the rest of the recording in another episode um we had a lot more fun and talked about some fun stuff so i think you'll enjoy it as well Uh, but i'm going to end this episode now thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the first episode of the gen x tonic podcast and i hope you'll subscribe and join us next week Um, i'm interviewing i have already recorded it an interview with a good friend of mine, he's a brilliant psychologist, and he uh, had a lot of great things to, to say about stress and handling stress and 
Um, I know you'll get a lot out of it. So hope to see you back next Monday for uh, episode two of the Gen X Tonic podcast. Thank <laughs> you.